Only in college football can an 18-year-old kid bring a coach to doing this. That's what happened on National Signing Day for Ohio State inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center Crazy. with the 40-year vet Tim May, with Matt Parker, not Andy Backstrom. Uh, hi, Andy. Hope you're doing well. Um, Ryan Day goes from a little uneasy at the beginning of the press conference, yes. it's safe to say, to giddy, to second intermission, and then even happier because he took a phone call during the middle of this press conference, um, presumably to Edric Houston. He then confirmed it was to Ed with Edric Houston. He found out Jeremiah Smith was officially locked in with the Buckeyes. Now both of those guys uh, in the fold for Ohio State on this National Signing Day. Matt, I'm going to start with you because you do this full-time for a living. Um, your, big, to, your big takeaway from and hearing... What a living. Yeah, yeah. no yeah, kidding. believe me. Your big takeaway from hearing from Ryan Day after his National Signing Day press conference, Buckeyes, I think, have 19 in the fold, 20 in the fold, 20, and yep. still waiting on that, that signature from Jeremiah, but he's going to stick with Ohio State, so we can talk about all of them. Your big takeaway after hearing from Ryan Day. That relationships still matter. Relationships still matter to Ohio State. They still matter to the guys that they are recruiting, and I think that's most evident with five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith honoring his commitment that he made December 14th, 2022. And Edric Houston made his commitment in August of when we were actually in this very building yes. uh, during preseason camp. Um, both of those guys have, I mean, I've reported this throughout the 2024 cycle that their relationships with their now position coaches and Brian Hartline and Larry Johnson respectively um, are second to none. Those relationships on the recruiting trail that no one had better relationships with those two guys than the coaches in this building. And even at the uh, 11th hour, those relationships is ultimately what won out these recruitments, which just kind of goes to show that even in this NIL era that, you know, that college programs are navigating through, trying to figure out what is the best way to go about it in terms of high school recruiting, transfer portal recruiting, guys on the roster, all of that stuff. At the end of the day, it's relationships. And, you know, I'm sure folks will disagree with that take, but Ohio State just brought in 10 stars because of relationships. Yeah, and uh, do those the word relationships, do, you know, do you replace the S's with dollar signs in some respects? So, you know, you heard me anymore? ask Ryan about that at the end of the pre near the end of the press conference, and that's just the way it is in major college football now. And it's, that genie's not going back in the bottle, no. you know, with a, unless they can uh, get a hold of things NCAA-wise, which uh, is pretty much a pipe dream in my opinion at this point. But the bottom line was how Ohio State fans, well, the ones that are on social media, how they were just dogging this class, dogging Larry Johnson, um, dogging the ability for Ohio State to close, to hang on to commits, I mean, for like several days now. Then they get some fairly positive views from you yesterday on the on the message boards and, and stuff like that. And even stuff I was retweeting that you were putting out that these guys were sticking, oh no, they won in the, you know, now all those people, I don't know who they're going to complain to, probably Santa Claus uh, <laughs> uh, next Monday because they didn't get whatever they wanted for Christmas. Because with the exception, really, of Jeremiah McClellan, who flipped to Oregon, mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver uh, uh, from Ohio State, had been committed to Ohio State. Ohio State pretty much got what it wanted in this class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in line, Ohio State entered Monday with 22 commits or 21 commits, excuse me. Uh, once Jeremiah Smith sends in his letter of intent and Ohio State announces that presumably later this afternoon, uh, 21 of 21 guys are, yeah. that were rolling with Ohio State are going to be Ohio State Buckeyes. And is this is Jeremiah Smith and Edric Houston. 
depending on where you look, five stars. Definitely Jeremiah Smith, five star. Edric Houston, four or five star. Depending on where you look, bottom line is they're both difference makers. As uh, Ryan Day said when he got the uh, confirmation that Edric Houston was indeed in the class, you know, meaning uh, letter of intent signed, mm -hmm. uh, basically said he can be an impact player this year. And I he's going to have season. to be. He's going to yeah. have to be. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, but, but the point is these are five star guys that they beat out big other big-time programs for in the end. You know, that's what Alabama always does, right? Mm -hmm. That's what Georgia always does. Well, Ohio State just did that today. And I think it I think it says a lot about a lot of things. And also, I think emphatically him saying that Larry Johnson is not done at Ohio State, who knows how much that played a role in the final analysis with Edrick Houston one way or the other. Well, one of my big takeaways from this is uh, I asked Ryan Day, and, and I wasn't sure the answer I would get. I'm, Thank you to Ryan Day for answering it um, pretty well, I thought, was, you know, you lose out on some guys that you thought were in the fold. How do you compartmentalize that and be happy with what you got, but also be uneasy about what you didn't get? And yeah. he said, you have to be good with what you got, and you have to, to focus on who you landed, not who you didn't. But at the same time and in the same vein, about an hour later, he answered your question, Tim, and said, we almost got everything we wanted on the wish list. Yeah. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, according to my granddad. So that's not something that you can just say, we got everything we needed. No, they understand that there are holes here. They understand that two defensive linemen in this class isn't good enough. He sure. was peppered with questions about the defensive line in there. And to be honest, I don't disagree with it. I think Larry Johnson did a great job closing with Edric Houston. Flipping Eric Mensa from Virginia Tech could be a diamond in the rough. It's yet to be seen. Yep. But you had Justin Scott. He signed with Miami today. You had other guys. Amaris Williams, you thought you were in a good position there. You thought that uh, Carlin Jones only decommitted from Nebraska to go to Ohio State. He signs on the dotted line to Southern California, and you'll see him in the Big Ten, but it won't be at Ohio State. Especially along the defensive line, you were right there to get this class that you almost dreamed of, and it didn't come true. And the thing that the, – the thing, and I'm not – I'm not going to rest on that and yeah, say that it's because Alabama didn't get his dream class because they but, didn't get Edric Houston, for example. You but know? I mean, right on down the line. What I'm saying is, when you only have, and I'll throw it to Matt, because when you only have one defensive lineman, uh, or two defensive linemen last year uh, come into the fold, mm. and then you only get two this year. Ryan Day's talking about having eight on each spot. Well, it's going to be veteran heavy this year, and so the 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 complaint, I guess. And even the, the questions that we have in the media is, it's not what you're doing right now on the field and what could happen next year with JT and Jack and the potential of Ty Leak and Mike coming back and Ty Hamilton and, and Hero Canoe. It's the future of the defensive line. But I think that's a little bit repaired with Edric Houston, but it's still not where you want it to be because what you thought you were going to have didn't come true. And Ryan Day even admitted that when he said we didn't get everything in the wish list, Matt. Right, and I wanted to circle back to this will all come together, but I wanted to circle back to Tim bringing up the fact that, that Ryan Day had mentioned that they're almost counting on Edric Houston to he's going to be an early enrollee. He'll be here in January after the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Um, Ohio State's counting on him to be an early impact guy. And, you know, Ohio State is still waiting to hear decisions about what JT Tuimolo is going to do, what Jack Sawyer is going to do. Yeah. Um, and then there's two two young bulls in the stable with Caden Curry, Kenyatta Jackson, and then you have 2023 defensive end Joshua Mickens. Um, I mean, the positional versatility of, of a Jason Moore, do they change his body? What do they do with him? Arvell Reese could move to defensive end, could stay at linebacker. They brought him in as a linebacker in the 2023 class. All of this to say, 
having Edric Houston, I mean, this is this is a massive win for Ohio State. It's a big State. win. It's a massive mm-hmm. win, and it needs to be celebrated as yeah. such. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a time and a place for the conversation of bringing in two is not good enough, and it's not, especially when, you know, this program has produced so many impressive defensive ends, so many impressive defensive tackles. Bringing in two is not good enough, especially when it's a one-and-one kind of situation. But the fact that they brought in who they were expected to, that's big. That is super big. And here's the other thing. Uh, The reason I was talking about this in a positive light is the guys they went into signing day thinking or hoping they were going to sign, Mm -hmm. not the guys who were still – Literally, I mean, you know, uh, Amaris Williams, I mean, he was a huge Auburn lean. I'm, I'm not sure anybody thought Ohio State was getting him today. Maybe I'm wrong. But, a but, month ago, the conversation would have been different. Right, right. But, but, but I'm talking about yesterday into today. Yeah, yeah. With the exception of Jeremiah McClellan, the wide receiver, they signed those guys. That That's huge. When you're recruiting at the level Ohio State is against the competition you're recruiting against for basically these guys are out-of-state dudes that you're going after and you won those competitions that should be celebrated mm-hmm. is all I'm is is what I'm pointing I agree. out yeah. because you're you're you are recruiting against the elite programs and you know yeah as you look back on this are they going to pay the price for having such a small defensive line class uh, in 2 years perhaps but you know with the transfer portal now like right now I've got my eye on Tackett Curtis everybody's putting him down some people are cuz he's leaving uh, USC uh, a, a linebacker who mm-hmm. Ohio State was in on pretty much the final two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is from Manny, Louisiana. I think Jim Knowles and I are the only two guys in this whole building that's ever been to Manny, Louisiana. I know exactly where it is. The I bet you Ron was, Day's been to yeah. Manny, Louisiana. Well, yeah. But the point is, sometimes you wait a year and you get guys on the flip-flop, you know, mm-hmm. like Taiwan Malone, I mm-hmm. mean, for example. Yeah. Uh, so recruiting never stops, and that's one part of it. If you've developed good relationships with some guys and – a guy gets to Oregon, and it's not paradise like he thought it was, you know. And I think I think it's important to note that, you know, I, I don't want to say we're standing here pumping sunshine. No, but we're we pumping are, we're, reality. We're pumping reality, which is the fact. You can look at it one of two ways. You could say, okay, well, Ohio State did what they're expected to do, which is sign the guys that are verbally committed, and that, that's a one way of looking at it. My, for sure. my point I'm making is the guys they 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 needed to hold on to, they did. Right. That's that's and that's where I'm getting to. You know, you can look at it and say Ohio State signed the guys that that they expected to, you know, that had been verbally committed for, in some cases, over a year. In some cases, what, August was four months ago, three months ago, something like that. Well, we get your grip. Odd change. Yeah. That's one way. But another way to look at it, and I think given everything that has happened since November, what? 25th. 25th. I think this should be looked at in a way of, of they did it. You know, they did it. That's what should count because what counts is getting that signature on the dotted line, like you Mm. said. That's what counts. And when it's guys that are from South Florida, when it's guys that are from Buford, Georgia, you know, where Alabama and all the other SEC powers just go in and and take the guys that they want, for Ohio State to go down there and do that on signing day and hang on, that needs to be celebrated. Think about the big fan. Nebraska gets Dylan Rayola. Where's he from? Arizona, actually, he's from Texas. Yeah, but where's he from? Where did he play last year? Yeah, let's, for Georgia. Let's let's all connect the dots here. That's my here point. My point one. is the 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 the, <clears throat> the Big Ten, Ten in the last couple of days yeah. threw a couple of uppercuts yeah. to the Southeastern Conference, the hallowed Southeastern Conference, for whatever reason. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you, and I'm going to give you a second to think about it. A position group okay. that you really like in this class, 
Uh, since we just talked about, we obviously, I think all three are in agreement that two defensive linemen, not quite good enough, but the class there that they did bring in is really good. Yeah. But I'm going to ask yeah. both of you yeah. a, a position group you really like in this class, but I'm going to go first. But before I do, I'm going to tell you about Game Time and the Game Time app, GameTime.co, because the Buckeyes have a eight-game home schedule next year. And you can go to those games whenever they become available for tickets through the GameTime app or GameTime.co. It's the best place to go buy tickets. You want to go see a Buckeyes basketball game? You want to go watch Caitlin Clark, uh, the women's basketball phenom, play against the Buckeyes? I think they just put some new tickets on the market. They're on the secondary market. They're quite expensive. You want to go watch the the, the Jackets, who just had a, a hat trick from uh, from one of their young stars. And, and, real and, yeah, and scored nine goals uh, as a team. Last night, you can go to Nationwide Arena and use the promo code Buckeyes when you go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co, and you get $20 off your first purchase in the GameTime app or GameTime.co. Tim's done it. Matt's done it. Andy Backstrom uh, over there in Philly has done it. And me, Spencer Holbrook, I've done it. $20 off your first purchase. You could even go to the Cotton Bowl with that $20 off. Uh, they also do this thing, Tim, where if you buy a ticket on the GameTime app, you find a competing ticket site that has a cheaper ticket in that same section or same row, then you go back to the GameTime app, they will refund you 110% the difference. That's right. They make sure they're the cheapest ticket on the market for you, the best deals for you, and the best late late season Christmas gifts for you if you need a last second Christmas gift. Terms always do apply in these Tim, kind of deals too. You always yeah. save my tail when, when you yeah. when you throw that well, in there. Well that's Tim. because you'll always read the fine print, but the bottom line is yeah, they've got tickets to almost everything it appears. I think there's some recruits that have signed on the dotted line without reading the fine print elsewhere around the country today. Uh, well, you, but you, you just want to know well, go ahead. Finish there are plenty of reasons to go to the game time app. Twenty dollars off with the promo code Buckeyes is the main reason to do so. They are they have the best uh, secondary ticket market tickets that you can find. Uh, Matt, position group in this class that you like, but I'm going first because I like this offensive line class. Oh, good. You, you don't didn't take my answer. You didn't you, take my answer. You don't get Jordan Seaton. I don't care. You don't get a couple guys that you thought you were in on early in the cycle from two, one Gertie two Lambert, yeah you know, one two guys, years yeah. ago. Um, that you thought that maybe were, were names to watch, it doesn't matter. I think this offensive line class is a really good class. And I've been critical of offensive line recruiting in the past. Tim knows that. I, you know, yeah. even with just with the new Justin Fry addition, I gave him a pass the first year. Last year, you know, a little bit of the same year. You're like, ah, I don't know. Um, is this going to work? But this year, I think he gets it done. He finds a, a late blooming relationship with Gabe Van Sickle that I really think is going to pay off for Ohio State with that positional versatility. You find, uh, the Armstrong twins who want to be Buckeyes, who understand what it's like to be Buckeyes. There are in-state guys who don't, and there are in-state guys who do, and I think the Armstrongs are two that do get what it means to be in this building. They've embraced it. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I really like Ian Moore. I think Ian Moore uh, at one time was the number one offensive tackle in the country, according to a couple of recruiting services. Now he's kind of fallen back just because he doesn't camp. And that, that just means that people don't get to see him as often. So guys who camp and who uh, jump through hoops for recruiters will will get that ratings bump. Ian Moore's not going to do that, but he's going to come in here and work his tail off. I like this offensive line class a lot. And I think you're going to see it on the field when they're in year two, year three, even year four, some of these developmental guys. I like what Justin Fry is piecing together on this offensive line. You see a clear vision mm -hmm. for what he wants from his offensive lineman. It shows up with these four in this class. Matt, what position group do you like? I'm going to go with uh, cornerbacks. I think it is super, super big that Ohio State kept, uh, to my knowledge, the number one and number two players in the state of Ohio in Ohio, and those are cornerbacks Aaron Scott Jr. from Springfield, just about 45 minutes, 50 minutes uh, west of Columbus. On three five-star. 
Yeah, and uh, industry ranked five star. Yeah, that's all so, kinds of things I like about that guy. His moxie is one of them. Oh well, moxie is the, I know it's a big court, word. Is the word for he's quarterbacks? Got he's got moxie. Um, so you have Aaron Scott Jr. from Springfield, and then that Glenville pipeline has just been reopened. Ohio State got two guys from Glenville today, but I'm going to talk about. Bryce West, the four-star cornerback from, of course, Cleveland, Ohio, Glenville High School, Ginn Academy. It's kind of it's gone, it's under, undergone a name change, I suppose. But my, my, uh, the biggest thing is those, again, it, it falls back on relationships. And with Aaron Scott Jr., that was a heavy, heavy Ohio State-Michigan battle. Um, Ohio State did not beat Michigan on the field this year in, in Ann Arbor, but they beat him on the recruiting trail in July. And, Spence, we were there when we saw the uh, the commitment ceremony, and you know he tossed the Ohio State backpack and put on a makes you sweat. Yeah, it did. We were all we were all there in Springfield on a very hot summer summer day, uh, and he opens up the Michigan backpack and pulls out a number five uh, Ohio State jersey, and now that's all she wrote. Six months later, he's he's signed and it's going to be a Buckeye, six two, about like a buck eighty, buck eighty five, super long corner, which is exactly what you want, which is exactly what Ohio State wants in this four two five system that Jim Knowles is running. Um, pardon my French, but Tim Walton's a damn good recruiter, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. What he has done since he has been at Ohio State in twenty twenty three, he keeps Jermaine Matthews at home. He flips Calvin Simpson Hunt from Texas Tech. And then, and Where, where's Calvin Simpson? Front, Calvin Simpson Hunt from originally? Oh, Waxahachie. I, I was just gonna Texas. let I was gonna let you say it, not just me. south of Dallas. Um, and then you have so so putting a pin in the Aaron Scott notes. I mean, just super long, super physical, can play that press man that you want to see uh, in this Ohio State defense. And then Bryce West has a little bit more of a versatile skill set, can do a little bit all. They're gonna start him out uh, in that you know, on the line of scrimmage cornerback position. And then that's not to forget Miles Lockhart, a very talented corner in his own right, Chandler, Arizona, Basha High School. Uh, Ryan Day said it straight up in the press conference that he's going to start out in that nickel spot, uh, which is, I think, the, the good spot for him, especially given his size, he's like 5'10", 5'11", very similar Jordan Hancock kind of build here. Yeah. And uh, if that development can turn into what Jordan Hancock did this past year, I think Tim Walton's going to be enjoying his his second career, I should say, at Ohio State behind his playing career at Ohio State. The specificity now, like you just said about the nickel situation, that was interesting to me because the specificity with where with how they looked at him as a potential player just shows you, you know, this uh, Jim Knowles defense. It is a changing, mm-hmm. you know, from where he came in with the jack position to now, you know, where they they understand you've just got to have that stout dude mm-hmm. who can cover guys in the slot, but also kind of roll up and be a linebacker. So and that's to speak. the exact kind of player that Miles Lockhart is. He's got that physicality Correct. to him that I think is going to be yeah. very good for the Buckeyes. All right, I'll keep mine short because uh, if this guy had gone anywhere, uh, his position group would have been, in my opinion the best in the country, and that's Jeremiah Smith. Yeah, he waited to the last minute. He said he made up his mind two minutes before he pulled out the cap at his uh, ceremony today uh, down in Florida. But the bottom line is he pulled out the Ohio State cap, and you could just, what it meant to Ohio State, what it meant to the Buckeye Nation, what it meant specifically to Ryan Day, you could see it when his knees buckled. Uh, it was crazy. I asked him, it was his stomach flipping? He said, it's been flipping. <laughs> I mean, what a last 24 hours for these coaches to deal with the head coach. But Jeremiah Smith, ladies and gentlemen, just turn on his video. 
and his video highlights. And, you know, this is three out of the last four years now. They've gotten a uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Carnell Tate, and now this guy who can who can leap tall buildings with a single bound, but reach over people, just make man kind of plays catching the football. And that's what it takes anymore. Uh, and so I'm just going to keep it short and make it uh, Jeremiah Smith, wide receiver's final answer. Tim, I hate to do this to you. Uh -oh. You cannot talk about wide receiver. Go ahead. I, I was gonna. I, I didn't know if you were gonna. If I was gonna step on your toes here by saying, but we, we haven't talked about Mylon Graham. Exactly. In this wide exactly. Room. Well, because y'all interrupt Je me. Jeremiah is so good. He's the best wide receiver prospect I've ever seen. He's the best wide receiver prospect most of these recruiting experts and the, these recruit the Knicks prospect. have seen. But the, they would have been really happy. Well, pretty the happy. Be, the best receiving prospect since Julio Jones, since uh, you know Calvin Johnson. You hear the comparisons and you think there's no way, and then you turn on the highlights and there is a way, and the way is with Jeremiah Smith. But Mylon Graham, man, like yeah. that guy, do not forget about him. Another five-star for this room for Brian Hartline. He just continues to do it. And you know what? This is not something that I would normally say on National Signing Day because I, you know, it's- Wait, let me get my tape recorder out. I'm gonna say two things. Jeremiah Smith's gonna be a first-round draft pick. It doesn't matter. He's going to show up here, play for two and a half, for three years, and then be a first-round draft pick. I think and wrote that, that last summer. Yeah, I, I predicted it last summer before the kid played his senior year in high before school. Before he committed to But the high second thing is, when Ohio State loses a top 100 player, it's usually like a, damn, like we really lost that guy. I do not, do not care that Jeremiah McClellan did not join this class. And that's a little harsh because Jeremiah McClellan's a really good player, but it doesn't matter because Brian Hartline does what Brian Hartline does. And – with him especially, it doesn't matter. The guys he's going to bring in are the guys that are going to be first-round picks that are going to do well. So it doesn't really matter who they brought in other than Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham, and that sucks that you have to think of that that way. But Oregon's top committed wide receiver right now was Ohio State's third committed wide receiver. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the bottom line. Uh, as we wrap things up here, we're not going to spend all day in here. Matt and I are going to have a long uh, discussion about this recruiting class on Thursday live at LettermanRow.com. Folgers will be brewing. Yeah, we're going to have find at LettermanRow.com. It's going to be at LettermanRow.com and on the LettermanRow YouTube channel. We're going to go two hours live. And you get a little ad in there. Yeah, there you go. Two hours live tomorrow. Uh, Matt, if you have a, a one final thought, takeaway that you're going to walk out of this building with um, on National Signing Day, what is that? Uh, you know, the sun's out. You know, take a look behind you. The sun is actually out as we're here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, December 20th at about, uh, watches off us, say it's two o'clock. I'm going to put jacket on, but it's actually pretty pleasant outside. It yeah. feels great. You know what? And uh, yes, there is work to do for Ohio State. Uh, there, are, there are things that they did not get done that they need to get done. Mm -hmm. But Ohio State also got done the things that it absolutely could not have afforded to not get done. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to be the perspective about this very spe specific thing as it relates to these high school seniors and their families and the recruiting process that they have all gone through, in some cases like a Jeremiah Smith since he was a freshman in high school. Yeah. There's a lot of work that has gone into all of these kids being where they are now, which is Ohio State Buckeyes. So um, it's been pretty doom and gloom about this program since uh, – the November 25th, and, and in some aspects, rightfully so. But uh, the sun is out today, and I think Ohio State fans should enjoy what's happened today. Your, yeah. your takeaway, Tim? I'm going to kind of write about this because, you know, Ryan Day got to experience today. I mean, can you imagine the gut punch of walking off that field at Michigan? Can you imagine the gut punch for a head coach who's built, building a program, continually building a program, 
and then the whole dream goes, you know, of playing in the college football playoff, of playing in the Big Ten championship game, boom, right down the toilet again. Uh, you need moments like this because he's a human being. He needs moments like this to have a recruiting class finish like this one did, like Nick Saban is used to doing, like Kirby Smart has been used to doing. You need that moment as an uplift, in my opinion, uh, just to bring your dauber up again. And he was decidedly, as you pointed out, a different man leaving. That's why I asked him about it. You were, he was decidedly a different man leaving that podium than he was when he walked hey, in. And it wasn't just public facing. He walked out of this door right here and went toward his car with a suitcase. I think he's heading somewhere. He's heading um, to, uh, yeah. He, he literally, he was going to do this by, uh, by Zoom today, but they changed it. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness they changed it. Yeah. Because we got to experience, in my 40 years of covering Ohio State football, an unprecedented uh, series of, of events Right, right in front of us, you got to see a coach with the elation of nailing down two five stars who can help the team immediately. Well, and it's just seemed, not in the Cotton Bowl. It seems, Tim. <laughs> it seemed, Tim, like he was a little on edge when he first started the press conference. He, walking out of That's this building, yeah, walking out of this building today, even off the camera. You know, for the camera, you can have one persona, but he's walking out of this building and he's got a big smile on I his face. I think he's headed to a you private can, jet, and a jet may not need uh, engines to get where it's going. Yeah, he's, well, hey, he's, he said in his press conference that he was looking forward to a, a cold beer. Yeah. Whichever so, one's the coldest. Yeah. Uh, my prevailing takeaway walking out of here, Ryan Day was asked if they are behind in the transfer portal, and I've never heard him say the word no faster. Mm -hmm. uh, the Buckeyes have a plan right now for what they're doing. They have guys that they are confident are returning for their senior seasons in 2024. They have instant impact freshmen who they are signing on the dotted line today, and they have a plan in the transfer portal. They just hosted two guys. I think they're in good position with one of them. Um, they're going to be very selective in the portal. Ohio State fans, I understand. You see Ole Miss, you see Texas A&M, you see Syracuse, you see a program like a Texas. You even see Michigan today landing a transfer portal commit. The plan is in place here. and. I thought Ryan Day could have addressed it last week and gotten some positive momentum back going with this program, and he didn't. But today, I think not only on the recruiting trail, but with the transfer portal pursuits, with the Cotton Bowl and looking forward to that, I finally think that, that you're back over the hump of the Michigan loss. You're starting to see some smiles back on faces in That's here. What I'm talking about. You're seeing some, a little bit of positive momentum mm -hmm. finally start to get that little tiny snowball rolling again, and that is huge. It's huge, and I think Ohio State fans, you've been on the ledge for about a month. I think I think it's going to be really nice to step back off that ledge with Jeremiah Smith, Edward Houston in the fold, with the Cotton Bowl coming up, with the transfer portal. You know, Ryan Day saying today officially they have a clear plan. Like I, I think that you're seeing some the positive momentum return to this building. Well, you know, with Mark Pantone, you know there are contingencies mm -hmm. on top of contingencies. The problem line is though then following up with those contingencies to talk those people into like showing up yeah, you know, yeah. and playing. I wanted to ask you one quick before we get out of here. Sure. Does Ohio State need to broaden its situation? As Ryan was asked about this, um, as they said, widen the net of like defensive linemen or like, you know, defense, premier defensive linemen are the most recruited guys in the country for a reason. They're rare. But do they need to broaden that net, from your opinion, from watching them develop and sign this class do they need to have more contingency plans out there when you don't get the superstars? I, I, you can't afford or not the to. the on-paper superstars. You can't, you can't afford not to. You know, we heard Ryan Day talk about, about depth and how many guys they want at each position. But you have to go out and get that. Now, obviously, Ohio State, I mean, they're not going to take, you know, they're, they're not going to bring in a slouch into the program. They're not right. going to bring in a guy that, you know, 
should be playing in the Mid-American Conference, and no disrespect to the MAC, but that's a different type of player than someone that's going to be competing for a national championship. Yep. They say developed here, and there has to be a certain caliber starting point for that to turn into someone that can say developed here on Sundays when you know they're out there doing their thing mm -hmm. in the NFL. But it is worth, I think, moving forward a bit of a longer and harder look at, at some guys as you know things move forward as as nil for these you know edge rushers becomes you know more of a pay Factor. to play mm -hmm. than it does uh i really try to stay off the nil conversation but today it's a little hard but as it relates to a pay to play rather than coming to a school and earning the money because you're here yeah you know but Short and sweet, yes. Expand the board, but make sure it, those it, days are long behind us. It's the right thing. Oh yeah, Devin Brown. It's his game in the Cotton Bowl. We're going to talk about that though, probably on Friday. LettermanRoad.com, the Letterman Road YouTube channel with Tim May, and I'll get Andy Backstrom on the horn, get him talking as well. But this was a little bit of an encapsulated National Signing Day uh, recap, and then we're going to get back to it tomorrow with a live stream. What do you say, Matt? Sounds For a couple good. hours, we'll talk about the National Signing Day, Ryan Day. Uh, I think 10 to noon is what no, we're going to do, we'll but we'll, figure it out. we'll see. We'll make that announcement at lettermanroad.com on the Letterman Lounge message board. You can go get that $1 for one year or $54.99 for an entire year. That's 50% off, less than $5 a month. You get all of the Ohio State coverage. We are adding new members every single day. The comments about the new members telling us that, that the Letterman Lounge message board is the place they want to be, it's starting to, to gain some momentum, just like Ohio State's starting to gain some momentum. I encourage you to go check it out. Did you say $54 a year? Yeah. That's cheaper than Peacock. It gets you to it gets you all the way to the 2025 signing day. You can follow all of Matt Parker's work right there. He does a great job covering Ohio State recruiting. Tim made the 40-year event. It's where he hangs out, lettermanrow.com. Me, Andy Backstrom, and Alex Gleitman as well. Come join us, Letterman Row, Letterman Lounge Message Board. We'll see you guys over there, and we'll see you guys back. Uh, actually, in Texas, Tim and I will be the next time you see Tim and I in person. But Tim and I will be there virtually at lettermanrow.com on the YouTube channel on Friday, and Matt and I will be there on Thursday. We'll see you guys over there.